Dave Ramsey, he has his own spin and take on financial literacy. And some of it is centered around being frugal and a lot is centered around getting out of debt. But is that the right approach for you or for everyone? It may or may not be. Let's explore how Dave thinks about financial literacy. Do you feel like you were meant to live a life of financial abundance? Like you know your money is supposed to work harder for you than you work for it? Maybe you heard about the stock market and the new millionaires being created and wonder why not me? Maybe you want to invest in the stock market, but you don't know where to start. Maybe you have a 401k or an IRA, but you want to enjoy your money now, not just in retirement. Maybe you already had some success in the stock market, but you want to take it to the next level. Working for somebody else and watching free YouTube videos will only get you so far. To truly be financially free, it takes a strategic game plan, an investor's mindset, and a willingness to take calculated risks. When you're ready to get out of the rat race and onto the fast track, join us here, where we break down how to manage money, how to navigate the stock and options market, and how to approach investing with the right mindset. I'm Jason Brown, stock market coach and options trader, and this is the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. Dave Ramsey is a well-known name inside the financial space, and I'm not here to bash or approve of Dave Ramsey. I'm just here to share my thoughts on how he thinks about financial literacy. In the previous video, I talked about how Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Cashflow Quadrant thinks about financial literacy, which is a little bit or almost totally different from how Dave Ramsey thinks. So I pulled up Dave Ramsey's website, I typed in financial literacy, and I pulled a few things that come up that Dave talks about either on his website or publicly on his radio show. And one of the things from a financial literacy standpoint that Dave preaches is having an emergency fund. And so this emergency fund is just a financially literate or smart or understanding I don't like to use the word financial literate or smart. I like to think of it as understanding the cause and effect of money. And so when you think about the emergency fund, Dave, I think uses the word, it's a smart thing to have, but I want you to think about what happens if you don't have an emergency fund. So if your car breaks down and that car is what you use to get to work, which actually makes you money. And if you live somewhere like I do in Michigan, where it's cold, raining or snowing, eight months out of the year, you may have a hard time getting to work to make your money. And if you end up getting fired or or, or let go, then that's going to have a snowball effect in a negative way on your life and on your finances. So having an emergency fund does make sense to just have some money for a rainy day for a repair for a car, a repair for your house or your property. Maybe there's a water leak or something like that. And you don't want that water leak to destroy your investment, but a thousand dollar emergency fund could have saved you by being able to get that thing repaired or stop a problem from getting worse and more expensive. So I I, I do like the idea of having an emergency fund, which is one of the thoughts that Dave Ramsey preaches from a financial literacy standpoint. The other thing that Dave Ramsey preaches is getting out of debt. Now, getting out of debt can be a tricky subject because should you get out of debt? Well, it depends on what kind of debt is it. Are you in debt, like Robert Kiyosaki says, from investing in real estate and assets that actually produce money? Then Robert Kiyosaki would say, then don't get out of debt. Let that asset continue to pay you and pay down the debt 
And once it's paid off, you own the asset and it's still producing income. But I think Dave Ramsey is more so talking about get out of consumer debt. So any debt that you racked up because you just weren't paying attention to your finances or the cause and effect, meaning you bought a purse for a thousand bucks without really budgeting for that purse. You bought a car that may cost a little bit more than you could afford. You bought a house that is a little bit more than your monthly budget. And now you're kind of um, struggling to make ends meet. I think that is the debt that Dave Ramsey is talking about. Get out of get out of the debt that you racked up on credit cards because you just wanted to go out on a date and impress a girl or impress a guy. And you chose to pay for it or buy all your friends rounds at the drinks and uh, rounds of drinks at the bar. And now you can't afford to pay for it or you're paying interest on a decision you made two, three months ago when you bought those drinks, but because you can't pay it off, you're carrying that debt every month and you're paying interest on it. So those drinks end up costing more than you really thought. Dave is saying, get out of that debt. And speaking of credit cards, Dave Ramsey is a big proponent of saying, don't use credit cards at all. Now, I don't necessarily agree with Dave when he says don't use credit cards at all, but it's not about if I agree with him or not. Why is he saying that? Let's go deeper into why he doesn't want people to use credit cards. I believe that Dave is saying don't use credit cards because he's seen so many people not be able to handle it responsibly. It's kind of like drinking alcohol. It's like there's nothing wrong with having a glass of wine or having a drink um, every so often. But some people can't handle it. They get behind the wheel of a car and, and they, they cause an accident. They may kill someone. And so there are consequences to, to, to drinking if you can't control it. Just like I believe Dave is saying there are consequences to using a credit card if you don't have the discipline and the control and the budgeting in place to know what you can spend and what you can't without just living lavishly and going after some of your wants. Now, when it comes to credit cards, Robert Kiyosaki or other financial gurus would say, use the credit card because there are benefits to the credit card. So one of the benefits is if you're good with budgeting and managing your money and you're only buying your needs versus your wants, you were going to spend that money anyway on um, gas for your car or your electric bill. But if you pay for it with the credit card, you actually have the ability to get money back in the form of points or cash back rebates. So your credit card could actually turn into a money making machine for you if you're spending the money on things that you were going to pay for anyway. And then when you bring Dave Ramsey's thought process back in, you take the money that you were going to pay cash. The moment you swipe it, you pull out your phone and you make a payment immediately. And it's just the equivalent to um, paying cash for, it, except now you get start racking up reward points that you can use for travel or rebate points that you can turn in for cash. The other thing that's powerful about using a credit card is when you use cash, there's no trace of the thing that you bought. So if you lose it, if you break it um, and the manufacturer's like, just send us a receipt and you're like, I don't know where that receipt is at. Or you purchase something and it gets stolen and your credit card companies or your insurance companies like, just send us a receipt. And you're like, oh, my God, the receipt burned down in a house or something like that. The credit card now allows for there to be a digital record of that thing you bought. So there's also benefits of that from using a credit card. Also, if you do business with a corporation or something and they do shady business, they didn't deliver on what they said, you can put a stop payment in, you can do a dispute. You have ways to kind of get your money back or for them to have to step up and make it right. 
If you pay them cash and they never show up to do the job or don't deliver on the service, that money's just kind of gone. So when Dave says doesn't don't use a credit card, I'm sure Dave Ramsey probably uses a credit card. Maybe he doesn't. I don't want to speak for him. Maybe he just pays cash for everything. But it, he's given up free money if he doesn't use credit cards. I'm sure in his company, they probably don't just pay cash for everything. They put purchases of equipment and different things like that on credit cards. I'd be shocked if they just pay cash for everything. And even if they pay cash for everything now, that's most likely not how they started out. Most people have to use that leverage when they're starting out and then they got 30 days to pay it off. And in that 30 days, you could actually get your business or something going and start to make money to pay back that equipment or that business investment that you use to get started. And so that's kind of the Robert Kiyosaki way. Are you using credit cards to pay for things that you were going to have to pay for anyway, and then just pay cash and get the points? Or are you using the credit cards to invest or use it for things that you were going to use to build an income producing asset? Robert Kiyosaki said, that's fine. Dave Ramsey sometimes says, that's not even fine. You have to get out of debt first and then don't use credit cards. I don't know. Which one do you think you kind of, what category do you think you'll fall into? I know me personally, it just made sense to swipe the credit card, turn around, pay it off, get the points. Sometimes I get three, $4,000 in points and then I'm in the stock market. I can take that $4,000. That allows me to do some more trading and investing in the stock market. And it's like free money because it was money I was going to spend anyway. Dave also is a big proponent of saving for college. He's like, save money for college. But in this day and age, not everyone goes to college. So you could be putting money aside for your kids to go to college and they may decide that they don't even want to go to college. And so I look at saving for college a little bit differently because that's money that could be working inside the stock market. Now, the stock market doesn't go up every day or every year, but on average, the stock market returns about 11 to 13% on average. So over five, 10 years, while you're saving for college for a kid that may not even want to go, that same money could be working inside the stock market for you, accumulating 11 to 13%. And then if you decide to use that money for college, then you can use it for college. But I think big picture what Dave is saying is be prepared to pay for a big expense like college versus taking out student loan debt for it. Now, similar to paying for a big expense with college, Dave says pay off your mortgage early. But he, you know, is right in line with that theme of get out of debt. But Robert Kiyosaki or some other financial gurus would say, you know, if you're going to school, why not borrow the money from the federal government? Because they defer the interest and they defer the payments until you graduate. And so they would say, why not use their money and then not have to pay it back until you graduate? Same thing with the house. Dave says pay it off early, but other financial gurus might say, well, if you have a low interest mortgage, like 2%, 3% back when you know you could get a 2 or 3% mortgage uh, or a 4% mortgage before interest rates started to move up, they would say that is what's called cheap money, meaning you can earn, you can borrow that money at 3%, but why pay it off when you can go into the stock market and make an annual return of 11 to 13%? And when you look at the difference, you borrowed at 3%, 
you're over here in, let's say, the stock market making 11 to 13% a year. That's an 8% spread. So your money is actually making money. It would actually cost you more money to pay that off because that's money that's not working inside the stock market. Now, I'm just using that as an example. I'm not saying you should go do that. I'm not saying that the stock market doesn't have its own risk. I'm also not saying that you can't pick the wrong stocks and then you end up losing the money that you could have used to pay off for the house. But if you're investing in general in the overall S&P 500, it returns on average 11 to 13%. But you have to be educated on what to invest in, how to invest in you know, ETFs, exchange traded funds or index funds? What are the safe things that you can do to outproduce that 3% that you're paying on your mortgage? And where can you potentially earn more somewhere else? And so that comes down to, again, just being financially literate and then comparing and contrasting the two thoughts of a Dave Ramsey um, and, and a Robert Kiyosaki. And there's many other financial gurus out there What's important is that you have to stop and think about what is best for your situation. And that's why I like to think of financial literacy as what are the decisions and outcomes from those decisions? Like when you make a decision, what is the outcome or what is the effect that it can have on your money? It's not about being right or wrong. It's about analyzing if I make this decision, what is the outcome or effect it'll have on my money? And if I make this decision, what is the outcome and effect it'll have on on my money? And when you think about that, that is the key and the road to being financially literate, as well as listening to people who have opposing views to say, I like that from Dave Ramsey's view, but I don't like that. I like that from Robert Kiyosaki's view, but I don't like that. And you can put all the things you like and don't like together, or you can throw away the things you don't like, keep the things you like and create a custom financial literacy game plan for you and your family. 